Hello there. I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews, and reviews. We have it all, and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. No, you're gross. You know you're gross. I don't see, I don't. Oh, whoa, whoa, that's not what we do here on FC. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> He's like adjusting himself in his car with the lights on. He doesn't yeah. even turn the light off in his car. Uh, Gremlins too. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> ah, dads, gotta love him. What have I done? What have I done? Hi, I'm Mike Butler. And I'm Mike Field. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Each episode, we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, or maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. If you enjoy our podcast, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Field, how you doing? Your mom is so poor, the ducks throw bread at her! Oh! <laughs> I, I want you to know, Talk about my mama. I have a list of your mama jokes right here. <laughs> and they are coming out throughout this entire episode. <laughs> Mrs. Butler, it's not about you. It's about the movie, so I apologize. But Butler, your mama's so poor, she can't afford to pay attention. <laughs> keep my mama out of this. <laughs> <laughs> She's out! <laughs> I, I'm not going to keep going. <laughs> we are doing White Men Can't Jump. That's why I'm doing your mama jokes. And I will be doing your mama jokes throughout the entire episode, if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got notes for this movie, Butler. I've got notes. It's just your mama jokes. It's just all your mama jokes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what, what's, what's White Men Can't Jump about, Mike? Well, I'll tell you. Ooh, Billy Hoyle is a white basketball hustler who banks on black players underestimating his skills on the court. When he pulls one over on Sidney Dean, his victim sees a lucrative opportunity and they become partners in the con game, plying their trade across the courts of Los Angeles. This is the... Yeah. Meanwhile... This is the whitest... Yeah, I know. I was just going to say it. I was like, this is like some exec, some like 58-year-old exec was like, can you write this for, for this new movie? Go, yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> Meanwhile, Billy has to keep one step ahead of mobsters to whom he owes money while staying on the good side of his Jeopardy-obsessed motor mouth that real cool wife i mean give me a break yeah. that is a that that's not what the movie's about <laughs> that happens in the movie but that is not what the movie's about wow that's uh 
That's weird, right? I'm not a fan of that summary. No, that, that summary is terrible. Every once in a while, you just don't, you get a bad summary. Yep. But you know what, Butler? Your mama's so scary, the government moved Halloween to her birthday. All right, now <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> White Man Can't Jump has a runtime of 115 minutes. It's rated R. Shocker. Production budget of $31 million. Released on March 27th, 1992. I'm going to tell you right now, this should have been a summer film, but look mm-hmm. out of this. But that's a, that's kind of a spring movie. Opening weekend is at $15 million. Domestic, 76. Worldwide, 91. Big time hit. Production company and distributor was 20th Century Fox. Uh, and Ron Shelton will never work with them again, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this came out on the 27th up against two other sports-themed movies, which is really odd. Ladybugs. The Rodney Dangerfield coaching soccer oh, with okay, Jonathan Brand yeah. is pretending to be the woman. <laughs> and The Cutting Edge, the ice skating movie with uh, D.B. Uh, D.B. Sweeney and um, Maura Kelly. Do you remember that? No, Where, I do not know. Wow. That. So, wow, really? You don't remember The Cutting Edge? There's like four sequels. So D.B. Sweeney is like a hockey player. Okay. And he, he either gets cut or he can't do it anymore. And Maura Kelly's a, a figure skater and she needs a partner. And like they, they come together to become partners in love and partners in on figure skating. Yeah, I, know. I can't I, I was five when that would have I bet out, you so Elisa knows so I bet you Elisa's seen it. Probably. Okay. <laughs> uh the week before is the 20th of March you had Basic Instinct. I'm sure you've seen that movie Butler. Yes. You disgusting pig. Uh I watched it because it's a famous Yeah, movie. I'm sure you did. I'm sure that I'm sure that's exactly why you I'm watched it. I'm not really it. big on what's so, face. What? Sharon Stone? Sarah Sharon yeah. Stone, yeah. But that's not why you watched it. We all know why you watched it. We all want and little Butler watched it. We I all know why. I, I watched it like 10 years ago because I had <laughs> never seen it before. So that was a, wide, was a wide release on the 20th and a limited release. You had Noises Off, which we've talked about before on the show, and Shadows and Fog. The 3rd of April, which is the week after this movie came out, you had Beethoven, uh, the one of many Beethovens. That I've seen. Straight, straight Talk. <laughs> Rockadoodle. Uh, I've seen Rockadoodle. I don't like Rockadoodle. What's Straight Talk? Uh, I think that's with James Woods. And somebody else. Okay. And then you had Thunderheart, which is Val Kilmer movie where he's investigating a crime. I think he's an FBI agent investigating a crime on the uh, reservation. I think I've seen And that. he might be part of the tribe or something like that. That does sound very familiar. Yeah. yeah. And in the limited release, Delicatessen. So this is written and directed by Ron Shelton. He, uh, the movies I'm about to list are all written and directed by Ron Shelton, like, with the exception of one. Uh, so he has done Cobb, Tin Cup, Hollywood Homicide, Just Getting Started, which is recent. Uh, he was nominated for writing for an Oscar for Bull Durham, which is awesome. He also did Play It to the Bone and a movie that we did, Butler, last the season. Best of time. There you go. Which, meh. <laughs> oh, yeah. He still don't like it. Anyways. <laughs> Cinematography by Russell Boyd, who did a movie, that, who won an Oscar for a movie that we did. Butler, do you remember what it was? That one, not off the top of my head. Master and Commander, The Far Side oh, of the World. He also did Gallipoli, <laughs> Crocodile Dundee, Forever Young, and Liar Liar. Edited by Kimberly Ray and Paul Cedor. Ray has done the program, Major League Two, Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> she was also an assistant film editor on The Thing and Halloween 2, the John Carpenter Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. Paul Cedar did, uh, was nominated for an Oscar for a uh, documentary short subject, The Wild Bunch, an album in montage. He also did Infidel, Turner and Hooch, and Obsessed. Produced by David V. Lester and Don Miller. Lester is on Lord of the Flies, Air Force One, another Air Force One shout out. The Shawshank Redemption and Serenity, the one from 2005, not the recent one with Matthew McConaughey. Don Miller has, has done sibling rivalry 
which is really his only producing credit. And then he's been a PA in a bunch of movies like Event Horizon and Ladder 49. I don't know how you go from a producer to a production assistant, but he has done that. Maybe save up a bunch of money and put some cash into something. Maybe. I don't know. So Wesley Snipes as Sidney Dean. He has done Blade, Passenger 57, Rising Sun. More recently, Dolomite is my name. Uh, He's in the new Coming to America. And obviously a movie that we did, Butler. New Jack City. Thanks for playing. Woody, Har- <laughs> Woody Harrelson plays Billy Hoyle. You he- give me like half a second to name Because I know thing. you don't know him. You would know him automatically. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know it was New Jack City? I would. If you gave me five seconds, I would have done New Jack City. Okay, fine. <laughs> Woody Harrelson uh, was nominated for an Oscar in three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. The Messenger and The People vs. Larry Flint. He's been in a bunch of other movies as well. And TV show Cheers, which he was shooting while he was doing this. Rosie Perez is Gloria. She was nominated for an Oscar for the movie uh, Fearless. She's also in Birds of Prey, the TV show The Flight Attendant, and Do the Right Thing, obviously. Mm. Tyra Farrell, or Farrell, excuse me, as Rhonda. She's in Boys in the Hood, Jungle Fever, Poetic Justice, and The Exorcist 3. Kadeem Hardison as Junior. A lot of people my age might know him from A Different World, the TV show. He's also in Renaissance Man and Vampire in Brooklyn, amongst other things. John Marshall Jones as Walter from Con Air, the TV show Paradise Lost. TV show Big Little Lies and the new Apple show, The Morning Show, the new Apple TV show. And then Dwayne Martin is in a, in a smaller role as Willie Lewis. He's from Scream 2, the TV show LA's Finest and Down Periscope. And then you had a, I had a couple other people in here. Uh, Bill Henderson obviously makes an appearance. He passed away in 2016. He's one of the singers, the Venice Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. You, you recommend, he was in a movie we did, Butler, that a cop gets hit overhead with a lead pipe. He was in oh, cool. there you go. He's also in City Slickers and Maverick. Bill Henderson, you would know him because he is in a ton of TV stuff. He just pops in. He's he's all over the place. So you would say, oh, that's Bill Henderson. He plays one of the Venice Beach Boys. Is singing. I want you to know that you gave me from half a second to one. Second. I did. I still didn't give me the full five. But <laughs> really, okay, fine, fine. No, that's fine. I mean, whatever. You had a couple of basketball players here, real basketball players in in this movie, which is always a, uh, I appreciate in sports films. You had Marquise Johnson, who plays Raymond. He played for the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Bucks. He's also an analyst for the Milwaukee Bucks. You had Freeman Williams, who played Duke Johnson. He was on the Clippers, the Hawks, the Jazz, and the well, they're not called the Bullets anymore, but they used to be the Washington Bullets. And you had Gary Payton. What 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 uh, teams was he on, Butler? I'll give you the full five seconds. One, two. You're going to be waiting the full five. Yeah, more, that's yeah. what I thought. Uh, you can't yeah, throw it. Uh, you said to give you five not, seconds. Not for, not for Gary Payton is stuff. Gary Payton is probably the more popular one out of these three. All right. Ridiculous. So anyways, he's in the background. He's not he doesn't have a, a role per se, but uh, he's also known as the glove butler. And he was on the Sonics, the Bucks, the Lakers, the Celtics and the Miami Heat. Cool. Yeah, cool. What indeed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Butler? Get one of these Yo Mama jokes here. <laughs> Yo Mama's so poor, Nigerian princesses wire her money. Okay, now moving on. I've got, I've got fifty. I've got fifty of these things, and I'm just gonna, I'm trying not to do the, I'm trying not to do the really mean ones, but they might come. So. <laughs> so you put this on the list. I did, and I don't know why you put it on the list. I don't remember. You said you never saw it. No, I've seen it. Okay. I guess what is because I can I can always tell you my experience with it. But what was your experience when you first watched this movie? I really like this movie because oh, I one, know that the one of the things I really like about it, A, is the your mama jokes, the, your mama jokes, how quick they talk. The chemistry between the entire cast is really, really good. It's so quick and breezy. Like Sunday morning. Less like Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just. Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, Rosie Perez, they're all really at the top of their game. And right before the podcast, I started to mention that I stopped because I i wanted to save it for the cast is I love Wesley Snipes in these kind of quick talking, jokey roles. I like I love him in Demolition Man. I love him in this. I just think when he does 
and, and coming to America, the, the first one. Right. I've yet to see the second one because I said it's coming as out. Recording, well, when this comes out, it has come out. Oh, my apologies. So, did you guys like it? <laughs> <laughs> so, I've yet to see that, but I assume he's going to be kind of like his character from the original. I like that Wesley Snipes. I think, although he does serious and brooding well, because I like Blade as well. I think this is oh, where his really Blade acting, three, Blade three. I said Use Blade. it. Okay. <laughs> I think this is where his acting talent really shines. Is this kind of really charismatic, quick talking? funny but not like not like jokey kind of okay character and i think it really carries the movie and it's one of the reasons i really like this movie and it's just so ridiculous and and they're always hustling but it's i don't know it's just a really fun movie and i think it really the chemistry and the the quickness of the movie is what i really remember about it what's this well how about this what's this movie about because the the synopsis blows that i gave you so (laughs) what's the underlying what's this movie really like what's it about I mean like a theme or just, uh, just in general. Like, what, what did you get from it? It doesn't, I'm not looking for some kind of like esoteric philosophy. I'm just saying, <laughs> what, what's this movie about? Uh, I think this movie is about growing up in a little bit of a way, finding like what really matters to you. Yeah. I, I think that's kind characters. of characters. Yeah. The characters the themselves. Characters, yeah. yeah. The characters are definitely more important than the story in this. Right. Right. Well, the story is kind of the characters. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you think it's more about, so I think a summary. I think a summary would be hard to do for this movie. Well, it's tough because it's not really. It's about Sidney Dean and Billy Hoyle kind of getting over their differences or embracing their differences. I, but see, I don't way. see. It. See, but I don't, they don't think really that. do that. No, I see. That's the thing. I don't. I don't think that they fight all the time. Billy Hoyle's his his own worst enemy. And oh, that's yeah, all the time. It's, he's his own worst enemy in this movie. But also, his character reminds me of the character of Tin Cup that Kevin Costner plays in another Ron Shelton. Yeah. It's the same character except. In Tin Cup, he not corrects his ways, but he grows up a little bit and he, you know, finds love and he realizes, you know, he is, there's a little bit more of a completion of the Tin Cup character than right. in this movie where even though at the end of the movie, Billy Hoyle is like, I really need to get a job. And you get the idea that he's going to work with Sydney or for Sydney or what have you. He's not going to hustle as much anymore. Yeah. Well, no, they're going to hustle. They're you know, gonna like, hustle. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Like you wanted, you want to see more, but. I never, I never felt his story or their story was complete because, because whole Sydney's whole arc is his wife wants to get out of the the place that they're living. Yeah, Yeah. there's no vista, there is no view, and there's no vista view. view. Um, And so that's never really been solved. They never really go too far into Sydney's other jobs. Just the one time he meets the guy and he's doing like the the construction. Could you get the idea that he just freelance he picks up jobs that he can and you he's know, he got makes three money. or four jobs he doesn't right. hustle because he's he's hustling to make money he, he he's that's, hustling a, that's for an his income family. yes yeah. it's a little bit more of hoyle's story especially because rosie Perez's glory is so prominent right in the movie you you know and ronda doesn't come in as much as yeah life. yeah uh so it's it, you kind of you're kind of left wanting more and i know that there were plans for a sequel and there were plans for a tv show but Ron Shellen had to sue 20th Century Fox because they owed him money and he sued them for $10 million and won because they owed him royalties. And, but, but because of that happened, it kind of killed any deal for a sequel or the TV show that they had planned, uh, which is unfortunate because you kind of want that. I don't know if a TV show would have been okay. I, cause they, I guarantee you they would have two different actors playing. Yeah. On. I don't need yeah. different actors. Yeah. The, the movie lives and dies by its, by its actors. But yeah. I do think this, I've always thought there should be a white man can't jump to. I mean, even but what's the story going to be about them hustling and maybe being too old to hustle, but it wouldn't be made now. I'm saying, oh, back then. Yeah. Make okay. it take place. 2002 do the same movie. Right. But you can't do it now. 
with the, they, there's no way they're still playing basketball now to hustle. Well, they're still playing, but they're probably not. <clears throat> yeah, they're not they can't hustle. Yeah, it. yeah. But you know, 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you could absolutely have done a sequel to this right movie, and it would have been really interesting to see where Billy Hoyle and Sydney were were doing. You do want to see where they end up, I think. Right, right. So uh, this movie came out in '92. I am 17 years old, and I am basically playing basketball all the time for for high school, and it's just like. That's the only, that's why, that's why I watched the movie. That's why I like the movie. It's all the basketball. One of the things I can't stand in movies is when people who are in the movies can't play the sport they're portraying. I hate it. What, what's that look for? Well, from what I heard, one of the two actors couldn't play. Uh, no, they got, they both re- reached, what I read was that they both reached Division Three level. I did read that, but then I also read on a different fact okay. that- uh, it was said that Wesley Snipes just kept throwing bricks. After well, brick he after couldn't. Brick, yeah, he admitted, yes, but he was athletic. He was athletic. They both Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson played football on the same same team or whatever. But oh, that you're talking about when they were in Wildcats. When they were in Wildcats. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's um, a movie, everyone. Yeah. That's a good movie. Goldie Hawn. Good. <laughs> but he couldn't. He couldn't shoot. And he even admits it. Yeah. But he learned shoot to shoot bricks. after that. Like you, you can teach that. See, that's the thing. You can teach a shot. But he was, if he's throwing bricks during the shoot, then how did he learn to well, shoot? Well, I still think he looks good playing. He definitely looked yeah. good. Like his, I don't know what you call it when he's, he was dribbling his, oh, his court game. I don't know. What, what are you talking about? Anything but shooting. His movement on the court and all that. I don't know. Moving without the ball. Dribbling. Yeah. His, 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 uh, his, um, his handle. Yeah. yeah okay. He's got a good handle on the ball. Yeah. Like when he's moving the court and he's, he's passing to the players and stuff for sure. Sure. No cutaways there. That's absolutely him and Woody. Well, what what about when they're shooting the free throws in the beginning? That's them. Sometimes, no. But the, I, I know that they but shoot and it's the hoop. When they first start, they first start their contest. Those right. first shots are them, and then they cut. They do cutaways. Okay, so yeah, because the shot where they, you're at the hoop and they shoot it, you can absolutely no, have no, no. The hoop. I know that the, the hook shot that Hoyle does to get Gloria on Jeopardy right. obviously was faked. No, no, was de- it? it was. Because <laughs> I know, like, when you like talk, like, because I know in Alien Resurrection, they have Ripley shoot the shot behind her. Yeah. And they just did that shot 50 times until she got it. Okay. So, I mean, it's not unusual to, like, just hit, we're going to keep going until you do it. Well, that's fine. But, but it's, it's a hook shot <laughs> from 50 feet. So that's going to take a longer time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. I mean, he could play, he can shoot. So that's, I mean, I could believe it if they were, if they said, no, I did that. I'll go, okay, fine. <laughs> but it's the, the hoop is right there for the sake of time. I'm sure they had one dude over there going, boop. Yeah, right dropping in. it in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, but the shots with the free throws uh, or the, I, actually, were they shooting for the free three? They might've been shooting for the three point arc, but they were uh, those, those shots. The first set were, I believe were real. And the last set were real too. And they might've done those a couple of times, but yeah, no, I had no problem. You know, I liked watching it. I like the trash talk because that's all I hear when I play. The trash talk is fantastic. Fun, fun fact, I can't talk trash because as soon as I talk trash, I play bad. I don't know what it is, but every time I like talk trash, I play bad. Well, that's not the way Sidney Dean plays. No, I know. So I can't talk trash <laughs> uh, when I'm playing like like that. Like I can't be like, I just can't do it because I just inevitably play bad. So I, I usually just, I just play and keep my, I don't keep, I don't, don't keep my mouth shut, but like I, I, just, I was going to say, I thought you don't talk trash because then you get too mean. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I have gotten mean on the court. Then I go, I'm yeah. just going to kill you. Listen, I, I, listen, you're playing and you're playing hard. It's, it's when you're between the lines, you know, you want to, the thing is like when you're playing basketball for me, if I'm like taking it easy between the lines, I'm going to get hurt. That's when a lot of times I'll get hurt if I'm not 
when I'm playing, like I'm just kind of like, oh, running through the motions. You have gotten hurt. Exactly. (laughs) So I have to play a certain, I have to play at a certain level. Now I'm not saying I'm playing like NBA level, but I'm just saying I'm putting effort forward. Right. So, and you know, sometimes that's construed as, you know, a little rough, but I'm not. I know I, I, if if I hit somebody, I don't mean to, I apologize and stuff like that. I've never gotten into a fight out of basketball court, but I have told people to go F themselves often, quite often. (laughs) But because people just talk nonsense and they shouldn't. And, you know, people talk shit and they shouldn't. And, you know, sometimes you got to block the shot when they come down the lane. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you need to foul hard when somebody runs their mouth all the time. So, like, for instance, when you have a guard that likes to talk nonsense for some unknown reason and then he drives the lane, you got to hit him really hard so that they know don't drive the lane. <laughs> the, the guys I play with understand. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I... I have been around the trash talk quite often. Uh, I just can't do it because it, 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 it my performance blows after that. So I just kind of, but you know, you, you get used to it. It's fun. I haven't heard the, I haven't heard all the yo mama jokes, but yes, I have been around a lot of the trash talk. So I mean, the yo mama jokes seem to be really concentrated around like two characters. Well, the so. note that I have about the yo mama jokes is that they were really bad and they couldn't use them all because it would have been like NC 17. <laughs> and like, at some point everyone was competing and he, Ron Shelton was like, fine, come back tomorrow and bring your best yo mama jokes. And we will just shoot them all. And everyone came back with like computer printouts and they had everything <laughs> ready to go. So it was like, I mean, that's pretty funny. That's pretty cool. And the other thing I love about when they made this movie is that they played basketball all the time while making this movie, just to kind of keep up and all oh, day. Yeah. It's like, I don't hate that. I'd love to be on a movie set like that. Where are you going? You're not doing go play some hoop. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You just have something fun to do. Yeah, exactly. But also to keep up your skills. Well, it's like uh, Casino Royale because they were shooting in the casinos and stuff off shots. They would all gamble their, their wages for the day <laughs> and play poker because it's part of your character and it's right there and it's fun to do. Right. And it, it's good for chemistry. And that's possibly what really built the chemistry between all these different characters in this film, mm-hmm. which is one of the it's the main reason this film really works. I think, I think this film works. The basketball is, I think what gets people through the door uh, in terms of people that are, you know, like into, into, the, into the sport right. and stuff like that. But Ron Shelton always does a really good job of writing characters. He, uh, uh, you know, characters that are flawed, like, you know, like in, uh, you know, crash Davis and bull Durham, you know, tin cup, Billy and Billy Hoyle. Yeah. I see. I wouldn't see. I don't think city Dean is necessarily flawed no. he knows what he needs to do you know if he's if he's anything it's it's maybe when they get robbed mm-hmm. he's like i got it we got to get out of here and he has to make a you know he he knows that so i think that that's just kind of like that's not really he's being flawed it's just like all right this has to happen that's the impetus yeah right because before he's just like i know we got to get out i know we got to right. get out but he's kind of still okay with where he is right and that kind of is what pushes him to kind of go Oh, wow. This is bad. Yeah. But Billy's the one that's got anger issues. Billy's the one that's got a gambling issue. Can't really keep his mouth shut. Can't, you know, always needs to prove something. Right. You know. uh, but what struck me as this time around was how much Rosie Perez steals every scene she's in, in this movie. Oh, absolutely. To the, yeah. To the point where it's like, this is like, I can understand how she blew up after this. Like, I know they all blew up after this because Wesley Snipes wasn't really uh, the Wesley Snipes that you know him now, but before this movie, you know, uh, Woody Harrelson was doing cheers at the time. So this was kind of like, this was him becoming a movie star. Right. You know, and then the Rosie Prez, her first movie was do the right thing. Yes. And that's not a big, it's not a huge role, but she's memorable in that movie. She's really good in that, yeah. But this movie, it's like she's really, she is stealing scenes away from Woody Harrelson. And not that he had, it was his scene to hold. It was her scene to take. Right. And she's really good and to the point where it's like, you know, you can, she 
leaped from this movie. I'm surprised that I went and looked back at the nominees for Best Actress that year, Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. This is the year that Marissa Tomei won in My Cousin Vinny. I was going to say, if Marissa Tomei could win and be nominated, this right. deserves as well. It's funny is that you, you look at the other four nominees, and it's Marissa Tomei, and the other four nominees are older women uh, in like stuffy movies. It's that's, like, but that's what, how you it can was. only get one comedy one in there? So Rosie Perez, I could make a case for her being nominated for this movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's very similar character to Marissa Tomei's in terms of where she lies on the movie. Right. Um, she doesn't have that moment at the end like Tomei does where she like kind of brings it home. But she has more of a personal relationship moment where she realizes that she has moved beyond Billy and she is she needs to grow up. Right. She needs to, he's just going to bring her down. And she's got life goals. And Billy is still mired in n- nothing. Like he doesn't know what to do. It's one. That's one of the things I really like about this film is that Billy loses the girl. Yes. And he wins the girl back. And then he loses the girl forever. And that's how the movie ends. Or maybe in White Man Can't Jump 2, she comes back. No, I, I, would, see that. I would hope. I would think I would hope not. But I like that. That's the character arc is he needed to lose something to grow up and he needed to lose something big. And he loses, you know, the girl that he loves, the, the woman that, you know, he got in bed with the mafia for. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I, I didn't. They didn't really flesh that out too much. The Santino just, brothers? They, they just kind of, no, the Stooky brothers. <laughs> Stooky brothers, right, yeah, brothers yeah. As, as Rosie Press, <laughs> as she says, as Gloria says. Stooky brothers, there's a Stooky brothers that. Um, yeah, they don't really flesh that out too much. It's more just kind of like ticking clock, the bad guy element to kind of give Billy a reason why he's making, why he's hustling. Right. They almost like to give both of them reasons why they're hustling. Sydney's hustling for his family. Billy's hustling because they're on the run and they owe money. Like that kind of thing. I feel like Billy would be hustling anyway. I don't. Yeah, I don't uh, know. You don't know why he dropped out of the college basketball scene, though. Unless, he says it. Was it the? Was it that game? He, he had blue. He had an injury. He couldn't. Was it an injury? Something like that. Uh, yeah, I couldn't remember. Do you but, know this is one of Stanley Kubrick's favorite movies? I read that. I was. I was kind of surprised. Although it's a fantastic movie. It's fun. It's it, it's it's really fun. It is absolutely fun. That's why I put this on the list. It's just. A lot of people now think of, you know, I mean, I know that like, you know, it, and a lot of people know it. This is not a forgotten film. I I think it's forgotten for people. Maybe it's forgotten for people. I think my age and definitely younger and people who look at Wesley Snipes as, you know, Blade or all these other action movies he's done. They don't look at these characters as their characters from white men can't jump anymore. I know a lot of people are kind of rediscovering cheers through, you know, Netflix and stuff like that. But before Woody Harrelson started doing all these like true detective and stuff like that, this is where he got his start in movies. And, you know, Wesley Snipes, I, I, I'd love to put Demolition Man on the list, but it's absolutely not forgotten by anybody. Yeah. But this is the kind of character that I think both is what catapulted them to stardom. Well, I think with, with Woody Harrelson, this movie may put Woody on the movie map kind of thing, but the movie that made Woody Harrelson like, Oh my God, he can do a lot of stuff is natural born killers. Because Natural Born Killers is a, is a year or so after this, right? And that movie is messed up. But and, he's a different. But again, that's a different kind of person. Again, uh, but I'm, but I'm, what I'm saying is that 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 movie shows that he can do more than just comedy, right? You know what I mean? That movie's messed up, which is up. like kind of what he started doing after this. I recommend watching Natural Born Killers. It is messed up, but it is good. <laughs> and watch the extended, watch the unrated one, because then you get to see uh, the head on the stick. You get to see the head on the stick. You get to see Tommy Lee Jones' head on the stick. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Mike? Do you think that this movie is a movie that is forgotten because it's because 
because obviously it deals with a white basketball player and a black basketball player and it deals with racial undertones, but they're not really, they're not, they're not laughed off. No. You know what I mean? And they're not joked and they're not, they're, they're different. They're, there's a couple lines here and there to kind of, you know, their differences and they kind of, but it's within the character framework and it, it never feels like a movie that you would cringe when you're watching it. You know what I mean? Like, but do you think that that some people are afraid to go back to it now because of that? I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm just asking. I don't think so. I don't think they do anything kind of, they don't do anything like early nineties inappropriate. I don't think right. they don't, anything they do is a give and take between both of them. Right. Um, both sides get it. And it, again, it's not the forefront of the movie. I mean, obviously the movies white men can't jump, but they, take, sure. that's, that's my, one of my, one of, of my thing. favorite lines in the movie is when he's trying to get him to pick him. He's like, he, I can't, he's, I can't cause I'm white. Cause he's white. Like, and it's yeah. just like, yep. But it's like, that's funny. That's like, no, that's hilarious. And he starts, he's a chump because of the way he dresses. Yes. And, and you know, he's he playing up to that. Stretching yeah. before they go. Right. See, that's the thing. Like, and you I want to play b-ball. This is b-ball? the basketball. But oh, basketball. That's the, the see. That's that's why I really like the reason why I like this movie is I've not that I've been in. I've not gone down to Venice Beach and played like you know going out and hustled anything like that. <laughs> but you, you you when you play basketball, you play with all different types of people. But it does not matter because when you're on the court and when you're on a team and you're playing together, it's about the team. And that's like I try to instill that with my children. You know, being social and playing, being on a team. It's it's about that. But it's like mm-hmm. that really is absolutely number one true it's like when you're it doesn't matter like none of that stuff matters when you're on the court all it is it's about your game it doesn't matter about anything else and that's right. what that's why sports that's why something like this is so is so necessary for people to understand how pivotal it is in terms of relationships and and, and social relationships and people you meet and, and stuff like that i think sure. that and that's you know the conversations that these people have are conversations that people have all the time around the basketball exactly court. it's you not know anything what? that's right and it's not hyped up or anything. It's just right. regular everyday conversations, right. which and is why it, I don't which, think that's something that people won't come back to this. But, movie but which makes that. me, which makes me like it even more because it's more honest and it's more, that's how life is. Correct. You know what I mean? It's not, life is not like we say this all the time. Life is not like it is online. It's not like a social media exactly. is not, it's, that is not how life works. It, I'm sorry. But then again, it's not. I wonder if those types of people don't watch this movie because the title is just called. That's, that's what I'm saying. And they're like, Oh, the title. And that's oh, ridiculous. That's, oh, and no. that's, and that's ignorant. And that's stupid and that's ridiculous. And I would recommend anybody that likes comedy, that likes movies about relationships and like that just likes well-written films and well-acted films. Like this is a movie you should see. It's don't be, don't be scared of the basketball and don't be scared of the title. But you know, I can't, I, you know, I can't teach, teach people everything. So hold on a minute, Field. Yeah. Uh, so is this a movie that I put on the list that you actually like? Uh, Bella, your mama's teeth are so yellow when she smiles at traffic, it slows down. <laughs> <laughs> is that a yes? Uh, yeah, I told you, knew I like this movie. And I told you that this is where the sound <laughs> I finally got one, folks. I finally got one. Fine. Then I will just like go back to your mama jokes. Your mama's so ugly she threw a boomerang and it refused to come back. All right. So where we are. <laughs> Do you like to look at the film? Uh, I don't have a problem with it. It's straight. It's this. The This is a movie that I'm watching that's not. I'm not really focusing on the look, maybe. Gotcha. What do you what do you in what reference do you mean? I really like the the lightness to the movie, the almost like washed out look to it that okay, is yeah. really bright and really hot. Well, it's, the it's, whole on time. The, it's on the coast. It's on yeah. the coast in the summertime. I yeah. just really like that look to it. And it's I mean, obviously, the most of what they're shooting on is on Venice, Be- Venice Beach uh, and you got the Jeopardy set. Yeah, but oh, a lot of the bad. rest is not right. like super iconic. It's just kind of like 
LA, but really kind of nothing that's like, ooh, this is LA. It's yeah. really like the smaller corners, obviously, you know, some of the the poorer sections of Los Angeles, but you know, when he tells me he can't be out, he, I can't be out here at night. Crenshaw, I can't, I can't be go to Crenshaw. I don't I think white people are allowed in Crenshaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Honey, please don't make me get off. The, I don't, I'm not getting off the bus. I'll, please don't make me get off. I love the bus. when they're fighting and they stop fighting because they're watching the basketball game. That, yeah. That's just, uh, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I think the look fits. I mean, I knew it was one eight five in terms of aspect ratio. This is not a movie that needs to be two, three, nine. No. You know, this, this, you know, it's, I know that you don't like the best of times, but this movie, I just want to use it as a reference because we we talk about it. Okay. But the look of this movie matches the movie just as the look of the best of times matches the best of time. We talk about how it's a poor town, how it's, you know, it's presented right. That was one of is. the things we did yeah. like I'd like to Right. That's what before. I would say that that's the same. I think he does that well. Yes. What's weird is basketball is presented really well in this film, whereas football wasn't. He, well, he didn't really direct well. that. Remember, it was directed by the Canadian director, Roger Spottiswood. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Concern. Yeah. No, no. Ron Shelton like went like the story. Like, so one of the moments in the movie where they're playing, they're hustling uh, their friend, the guy Raymond, which they're all, which is funny. They're hustling each other, but they're all friends. Right. And he, I love the part when he, I'll, I'll get the money. He's going to bet 500 and he goes to rob the convenience store. He's like, Raymond, is that you? Get that gun down. He just puts the gun yeah. down on the floor. He's like, come on, let me borrow some money. He's like, how about sell you this gun? <laughs> so there's some weird people out there worse than me. <laughs> 500. Hmm. So, 200, yeah. 275, 250. <laughs> so he, he gets the money and no, then he gets, and he gets hustled <laughs> and then he's like, no, screw this. I'm going to go get my other gun. I'm going to shoot everyone here. <laughs> trying to stop him I know. And they all run away. And, and, but like that. So there was a moment where Rod Shelton went down to the, the, the courts and they were locked up and he asked like, what happens? Like somebody shot somebody because uh, they're arguing. And that's where he got the idea for this role for that, for that scene. I mean, but it's just like, it's 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 funny like when sydney and billy see him again on the court because he's in the tournament yeah like oh, I, I thought he was still on parole <laughs> <laughs> i kind of want i i found out that nike made sneakers for this movie and i kind of want them oh really yeah I, I couldn't find out what they look like but i and i kind of want them now i would wonder if they look like uh billy's uh hat that he always wears oh maybe because that's super 90s Wait, and it's pretty much like the only thing that's constantly that, worn. But see, that hat that Billy wears reminds me of the hat that Marty wears in Back to the Future Part Two, the young Marty. It's a little less ridiculous. You know, yeah. yeah, it's similar. Yeah, yeah. With the, all the colors. Mm -hmm. So, did you know that they made two video games off this movie? Two. Well, I didn't one. They made well, one. Uh, well, they made one, but they're okay. So they made the one game called. White Man Can't Jump, which right. I watched a video on YouTube. Ugh, looks terrible. You could probably play it on that uh, retro oh, arcade. Maybe because so it was it was it was made by high voltage software. Let's get Russell uh, Lyman on this. Uh, <laughs> and and Atari was released only for Atari Jaguar. Oh, yeah, Atari Jaguar. it looks terrible. But you like can push people like when they're shooting. It's so terrible. But anyways, but then there was a game called there was a game called Jam It, which was street ball, and it okay. was SNES, Genesis, 3DO. Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. MS DOS. And there are, there's a team on there that has Billy and Sydney lookalike. So oh, there's a right. team on there that you can play. So Jam It, it I, I don't know if it's called Jam It and then Street Ball, if they change the name. And then obviously White Man Can't Jump. So on the Atari Jaguar, I don't know. Anyone's out there who wants to, I may be interested to play, but it looks awful. Like I used to, I can't play the NBA 2K game because it's really difficult. There's so many different things you can do. I prefer the NBA. I prefer more arcadey basketball games. I used to play double dribble all the time. Mm -hmm. I all the time used to play double dribble always from a corner, you know, fading away. Okay. Anyways, but yeah, jam, so jam was always my, my yeah, game I, I like basketball. I like the basketball games that were more realistic. I love the coach K college basketball game they had for Sega. 
I, I don't know if I've ever played that. Well, one. you know what's funny is I have the Sega Genesis with the game upstairs. Really? So I actually have it, but I haven't. But I used to, I love the college game. And I'm like that EA Sports coming back with the college football game. But regardless of that, <laughs> so I don't like the basketball games that are unrealistic. Right. But still, I mean, it's still good to play them. Jam's not. Jam it. Super unrealistic. Oh, NBA Jam. NBA Jam. Yeah, but that's the, it. Does have that's bonuses? The that one where it you does can, get yeah, bonuses yeah. where it gets arcadey. Yeah. If you make two, three shot, three points, I think. Right. You get the fireball. And then you're undefeatable. Mm-hmm. That was always my favorite. So one of the things I wanted to ask you was, when do you think the hustle began of Sydney uh, hustling Billy? Do you think that when he goes and so after Billy hustles them at, at the courts in the Venice Beach and he follows him to his apartment, do you think that's where the hustle began? Or do you think the hustle just began the second game when they for the $1,700? You know, I was wondering the same thing. And for... The hustle to make any sense, it had to have started when he got to Billy's hotel. You think he was initially going to hustle him from the start? The first hustle is real, where they split the take, but that only gets him enough money to hustle with it, with the friends. But see, the first the- game against Raymond and stuff, yeah, that was to earn enough money to then do the hustle with the necklace and all that, where he gets seventeen hundred. But he, a much but score. it was all Billy seventeen hundred. He says Billy says, "How am I going to explain? I lost seventeen hundred dollars." Like Sydney didn't put any of his money. Mm-hmm. So with the hustle, I don't understand that. Yeah, I that that didn't make sense either. They didn't split it because they had just won right money before that. And he goes through this whole rigmarole of this is Sydney of trying to find the money of oh oh I got this I got this but like Billy's not even down yet Billy's just getting off the train well, so he obviously had the plan beforehand yeah but he doesn't see any of it so why bother going through that that's just for us. You know what I mean? Like that was more like that felt like more for the audience to trick us than it was to trick Billy, which I don't yeah, really. But maybe it's also for the crowd. Oh, maybe only the friends probably know. So if I mean, yeah, yeah, I know that he's the doofy white guy, but I'm sure somebody on the court would be like, yo, that's not right. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, So by showing the money, they're like, it's a real hustle. And mm-hmm. also Sydney doesn't want to maybe show his hand to anybody else who he might end up trying to. Oh, later. okay. But they're all friends. That's the other thing. They're all friends. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? Right. But yeah. So well, I think this is the biggest hustle. Sydney's probably played against anybody. Right. In terms of the people he usually plays against. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Billy just kind of bounces around and people find out about his hustle. Well, you get the idea that, or you get the sense that Billy and Gloria are, have been on the run for maybe a couple months now. And that he's hustling. Well, he said he's going. hustled in Brooklyn. He's hustled in Jersey. So he's hustled on his own. But now they owe because he was supposed to throw a game. Yeah, I don't know. But the game was it a? It was a game that the Stooky brothers were <laughs> uh, betting on, and they and then Billy like they, right Billy couldn't take it, so he he won the game. Right, and then he cost them money, and then of course you know mullets and trench coats equal bad guys, and there you see the Stooky brothers walking in. But is it was it a just a regular pickup game or was it like a tournament game like they play? I, it might have been like I don't think it maybe well maybe it was a tournament game because that's a lot of money to put down on a well, the, the three for the three on three uh, excuse me the two on two tournament game was only five thousand dollars for each of them no no they split that oh was it twenty five hundred yeah okay yeah because that's what he bets on I'll put your half of the five thousand up oh, the, five, I can okay. dunk the whole yeah. dunk scene did you like that scene you need that scene yeah and I got you uh, yeah I like that scene because you need Billy it shows you get the sense. And Billy kind of knows that oh, I lost this money again. He should stop hustling. But that's the scene that really lets you know Billy's got a problem. Mm-hmm. When Billy can't admit that he can't jump, that he can't make the he the can't dunk, do something, yeah, and he can't admit that he can't admit that to Sydney. He's got to be the best player, and he's got to bet the money. He just can't not put up the money. Mm-hmm. Even Sydney begs him not to make the, make the bet, and I don't think that's Sydney playing Billy at this point. 
that's literally Billy being his own worst enemy. And that's where you finally get like, Billy's got a problem. But see, then you have at the end when she wins Jeopardy, when Gloria wins Jeopardy and she gives Billy $2,000 to go buy himself a nice suit to get a job. He doesn't want it. But I know, but still, but Sydney goes to him again and says like, Hey, listen, we can go, we can beat these guys. And then he, and then when he, but he knows he's asking him something that, that Billy should say no to, but yet he's still asking him. Because Sydney's in a bad, that's right. because Sydney's got no other choice. And I didn't like that Sydney never brings that up to Gloria. That Sydney never admits it. Like that's not Sydney's character. He's not Billy. Yeah. Sydney should be the guy that admits I got robbed. Listen, I got to get out of my thing. I need this 5,000. We right. lost everything. Right. Gloria, we, I need Billy to play this game. Well, he, yeah, Gloria maybe would have been Because if he says that, then it, you, you can't, you're not going to have the ending you have. Right. So yeah. So it's no. just convenient that he says nothing and yeah. stands there. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the other thing too. Like he's not, he likes Billy. He, he doesn't want to take his money, but yet he still does. You know what I mean? Like he won't just, he won't not do it. He's not going to stop you from making a fool out of yourself where he's not going to stop Billy from losing Gloria because it's going to serve his own gains. You know what needs, I mean? Yeah. He needs to serve. I get you. He does anything he can for his wife and child, but I think. Yeah. That's a moment where he could get both and yeah. not hurt Billy. Mm -hmm. And by staying silent, he hurts Billy just for the sake of the story. Right, right. And that, I didn't think that worked within Sydney's character because by then they were kind of a team again. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that the scene where Sydney comes back to the apartment with Rhonda and finds the apartment broken into, do you think that should have been a little earlier? Well, it kind of gives Sydney the impetus to. Not to hustle Billy for 17 because that came before that. No, it, what is it? It doesn't give him the, what does it give him? He nothing. just goes and fight, gets um, Hobbs and something. The two, uh, the oh, two classic guys. No, he goes, that that gets him to get Billy to do the tournament. No, that comes after the tournament. Does it really? They, he goes, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is the movie, obviously. I, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the two guys, but the two like old the school hustlers, the two old school hustlers. They're like they're down at the park right now. The oh, buy right. is twenty five hundred. Maybe I think it does come a little late, but I think because then you this uh, I checked the time. It's like thirteen minutes left of the movie, mm -hmm. so clearly you're not going to get a good wrap up of that. Yeah, but if he if he doesn't have if he just comes down to get Billy to basically ruin his life, you're not going to forgive Sydney if not knowing that there was no other alternative he needed because they got robbed. Oh, I don't think that shouldn't be in it, but I think it should be maybe a little earlier. But then you, but then what are you going to do? How are you going to end the movie? I don't know. If it didn't just happen, I just don't get why he wouldn't tell Gloria. That's the only thing. I get why you want to end the movie the way you want to end the movie. But right. I think that adds a whole nother story element that's very important and very sure. dramatic that never gets wrapped up. It's just like this terrible thing happens. All well, his fish are dead. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> wanted them to... I wanted to see Sydney and his family in the new house. Yeah, that's you know what I'm what saying. I, mean? yeah. I wanted to see something maybe where I mean, he was still hemming and hawing about putting a down payment on the house or or maybe they did and he needed to come up with the first rent and last rent because they were renting the house clearly because he says that. First, last and damages, right. Right. I I, I'm, I was wanted to see maybe him trying to get that money and then maybe he was hemming and hawing, but then maybe something happens where either they're threatened or there's break-ins or somebody gets broke. Maybe their neighbor gets broken. I don't know. But them to lose everything is kind of tough because he now needs that money to replace everything, but, and, and then go rent a new house. So the right. house stops becoming the goal to attain. It just because we need more money because we lost all of our stuff. Exactly. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a choice that they made. I don't really necessarily don't not like it. It's just, you know, I think it just because you already have the house thing, it just adds this sadness to the end of the movie <laughs> that doesn't need to be there. 
I like I said, you've already got I, this, the, you've already got the impotence of we need to move out. This movie needs a, needed a sequel. This movie needed absolutely more stuff because you kind of you you've gotten a glimpse of the characters, the flawed characters. But with Billy losing Gloria, you really don't really think that Billy has learned his lesson just yet. And Sydney doesn't really have any internal uh, struggle or struggles. Learn. Right. Like not necessarily that he needs it, but all of his struggles are external. You know, Sydney is presented as somebody who has a good head on his shoulders. He knows what he's good at. Maybe, you know, but there's nothing like, you know, pick one thing. His wife doesn't give him a hard time to make sure that, you know, he gets a real job, like nothing like that. Because he's got five jobs. No, I know. I know. Hustling he's he's hustling. Many, yeah. Many jobs. Right. So maybe if you did a sequel, you give Sydney more of an internal struggle where it's maybe his wife is sick and tired of the hustling and stuff like that. And he has to go straight, right. like something like that. He has to stop playing basketball for money. He's putting off like maybe five construction jobs. Right. Yeah. Like right. maybe he doesn't want to be like a nine to five or whatever, but you maybe that see, this is probably, this movie is so good because the jokes are funny. The, 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 you root for them playing basketball, you root for them to win. Rosie press steals the show. Rosie press. Every scene she's in is great. I love, I love the Japanese. And it was like, Foods that start with their foods that start with the letter Q. <laughs> and it's like, she knows seven foods. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that's that this movie, it, it's it's I don't want to say maybe it's iconic, but it's definitely one of those movies that comes out at a good time because, you know, name me another movie that highlights the Venice Beach basketball area in terms of what goes on down. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, such no. a it's never it's never highlighted. There's not there's a lot of basketball movies out there. Not enough. You ask me. But <laughs> but there's. But there's still, I think there's still a market for like those types of films, those basketball those movies like that take place. Like people are just playing basketball, exactly. not because it's always a college or high school basketball. Thing. Right. It's but never like, like the street ball uh, for the most it, part. There like, might be a couple. But. Like Love and Basketball was I liked was good. It followed two characters who uh, came up in college, met, fell in love. They both had different career paths. Right. And, it, and that's a really that's actually a really good movie that has basketball as a as an element, but it's not just about basketball. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, like blue chips is okay. Blue chips is, is blue chips. Big thing was that like Shaquille O'Neal was in it and, and uh, Anthony Hardaway was in it. And they were just okay, basically that's, uh, okay. one of the, the stupid corn husker dude, the farm guy's like, I want a duffel bag of cash right in front of my, like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's Nick Nolte, you know, kowtowing to uh, buying, buying players so that he can get a championship, that kind of stuff. That, that was okay. I, I, I equate the I equate blue chips with the movie The Program, which was kind of the same thing where James Conn is playing the right. coach or the football Finding team. Finding Forrester. Yeah, um, he got game. I liked. Uh, he but, got game. But he really got good. you know yep. he got games a, a good one, but there isn't like I can't. I'm sitting here trying to think of these. Are, none of these are streetball movies. But no, but well, he got games a little bit a of little a streetball because yeah. Denzel Washington's background is streetball. He wants to you know, but he's also trying. It's almost like a father trying to make money off of his son and there's mm -hmm. that father-son relationship and you also had ray allen in there as a son so he's not really an actor he's, yeah. he's somebody who plays so you have to you know you're relying on a non-actor to, to kind of deliver it's a spike lee movie so you kind of you want a little bit more of a a meteor uh substance uh, yeah i guess but 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 yeah there's not a lot of basketball movies maybe because i i like basketball and i play basketball and i you know whenever this quarantine's over i'm gonna be playing <laughs> basketball a lot i think there's a lot of basketball movies just not a lot of basketball movies like this oh that they're good Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. That that covered this kind of area of basketball, the hustling, the the, right, the, yeah, the yeah. street ball kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because I think basketball is the one sport that everyone can like. Everyone's played a pickup game. Everyone's played a game of basketball outside with their friends. It's like it's not. Yeah, but if you're not good at it, nobody wants to play with you. 
I get it. You're tall and you're good at basketball. I that's get not, that. That's not being that's tall. Not the point. That's, that's not, not being the point. That's not my point of the, of yes. the <laughs> is everyone's played. Not everyone can just go out on a field and play baseball. You know, there's not a baseball like I'm mean, going to just play a pickup game of baseball in the middle of the field in New York City or something all the time. Uh, I guess. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like football and stuff like that. You, But basketball is something everybody gets that everyone has played a game outside. And you can go down to the court and shoot because there's a court by you. Exactly, I Exactly. But right. there's not a lot of movies about that. Right. Uh, this is yeah which is good yeah that's i like basketball you know that i know you like basketball. <laughs> <laughs> which is why i chose white men can't jump butler as a gimme butler <laughs> no, i'm just kidding your mama's so depressing blues singers come to visit her when they get writer's block <laughs> <laughs> oh did you know screwing is for carpenters uh. <laughs> You didn't I didn't like that. I didn't like that line. I, I don't. I don't funny. think I like the lines. I don't like the word "screw" either. Oh, really? Well, you you like Gloria? Well, here's the thing. I didn't realize you wrote a song. I remember him singing the song yeah. in the in the back room, but I didn't remember that turning into the song that they're making yeah. love to in the hotel. So I'm listening to it, going, "All right." All right. And then the song, all of a sudden, the lyrics go, and I'm like, "Wait, this is the full song done like professionally." I thought that was kind of funny. I like that. I also really like when the uh, Stooky brothers, Stooky, the Stooky brothers have, uh, they finally get their money and then it cuts to Woody Harrelson like dead on the ground. Oh, they're faking it. Yeah. Faking it, so yeah. All the photos are like. That's at the pictures. end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought that was really funny. So a couple of things. I know we talked about Gloria a little bit. Um, so Shelton wrote this, wrote the first 37 pages of the script in one night and then got stuck because the arc for Gloria stumped him. He didn't know. He didn't want to just have a character just there. He wanted Gloria to have her own thing that she didn't need you know, Billy, she could just do her own thing. And then right. I guess he, he got the Jeopardy angle from a friend who was training to be in Jeopardy and stuff like that. <laughs> and originally the character of Gloria was a white upper-class Southern woman, but Rosie Perez came in and auditioned and they liked her so much that her performance rewrote the character and reimagined the character. Right. Which again goes to how well Rosie, Rosie Perez is in this movie. And maybe when I was younger, I'm more about the basketball, but now as I watch it now, I'm like, she's really good in this movie. Like to the point where she should have gotten more record. I mean, I, she, maybe she did back then. I'm 17. I'm not really paying attention back then, but maybe right. she did. And we didn't know, but you know, it's, she's really good in this no, movie. She's fantastic. And yeah, I don't think an upper class other, you couldn't like her, it, but also, oh, uh, so we're supposed to believe that a white upper class Southern woman uh, is running around with Billy Hoyle. That's the thing. It's yeah. like you wouldn't believe that they were together. That they were. The, I'm the picturing love a whiny real. woman who's like, oh, I just call yeah, my anytime family. Anytime she yelled yeah. at him, would yeah. have to have something to do with how she has money and he doesn't. He, right. Could she just go back anytime she yeah, wants? Yeah, no, that would not have worked at all. That's so. just hanging Thank over you. Billy's head. Thank you, Rosie Perez. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> their relationship seems real and genuine. Could Could you see anyone else playing these roles? Better, not Sydney. Okay, so that's basic. That's basically Wesley uh, Wesley Snipes' role. Yes. Okay. What about Billy? Because I, I I think no, because they get along. Because they are the they are good friends. The whole chemistry. That's is the so thing. They get along so well, and they the do. Movie. Yeah, and they're they you know they did. They're in Wildcats, right? They're in Money Train. Like oh, they are. Yeah, yeah they are yeah. Money Train. So yeah. like, I, a box of mine when nobody has made a meme yet where the guy's like goes, nothing stops the money train. Cause that is the perfect one. I'm just going to make it. But regardless of that. So, but yeah, they are so, they are so good together. Right. Uh, but did you know that Charlie Sheen was the first choice for Billy Hoyle? Uh, right. That's my note. Oh God, no. Oh, right. And also David Duchovny was considered. 
I no. Oh, I don't know. David Duchovny could have played the the hustle angle really well with I his dryness I, and his. I, I, he's maybe a really because I've seen Harrelson in this. I don't white, know. He's <laughs> really white, and I feel like he could Dropping have really the H, done the dropping the WH yeah, there. I feel like he could have really played the people. Do you do you mean basketball? Oh, like angle, that angle? really well. I feel like he could have played that really well. But I think his sense of humor is dry, and so I think it oh, would come absolutely. off differently when he kind of breaks the facade of being a goofy white guy, a goofy chump. Yes. I, so I think that it would come off as cold and cool, yeah, kind of like Mulder. Yeah, it wouldn't come, you know, because it wouldn't be like Woody Harrelson where he's just kind of like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, shucks kind of thing. I'd imagine he'd be similar to the character, the the company character in the one where he's the mob doctor. Oh, uh, that's so I don't remember the title. Wait, are so you talking about the ago. one where he like is, it's like a film noir and he's like swimming in the pool at that one point? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, but the same kind. It was, it's not a great movie, but I imagine that same kind of mm-hmm. kind of com- comedic character. That yeah. kind of. I just think his his attitude. comedy side is too dry for this type of movie. I would like to see him do a couple more, like before he gets too old to do them. Do a couple of more comedies because I oh. do think Duchovny could do. Comedy. Well, he's good in Return to Me. He's good. He's funny in that. That's right. a romantic comedy, but he's good in that. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't try to remember what else, what other comedies he's been in. He's not really, he's doing, he's writing books now and, and playing in a band. So he, right. he's, he's, doing, well, he's always done the band. He's, stuff, yeah. But, but he's yeah. doing that stuff. Like he tours in like Germany and stuff like that. He tours yep. across the, yeah, so he's, he's actually not bad. No, no, I'm not, I'm not discounting that, but I'm <laughs> saying like acting is not really probably on the top of his list right now. He was so. on my Spotify release radar a few months ago. Yeah. I'm just listening to the song and this is pretty good. The voice sounds really familiar. <laughs> I, I, I turned my phone on in the car and I'm like, Oh, shiz, the company. And then I played it for Elise. I'm like, can you guess who this is? And she didn't. She, she didn't got get it. it. Yeah, nice. And then she finally got it. Nice. I was like, oh, it's Mulder. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but no, no one could replace Snipes. And Woody Harrelson and Snipes' chemistry are so good that right. I can't see right. anybody else playing together like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we've covered why we think probably it's forgotten. If if maybe it's forgotten because I don't maybe not forgotten, but it's not watched and talked about enough. It's not carried over. Like you don't see it on Comedy Central. I bet That's you ten bucks. I'm gonna see no, this on Stars. No, I think I first watched week. it on HBO or something. But yeah. you don't. But like you, it doesn't. It's like not a movie that carries over. So you you don't see it a lot now, and yeah. so maybe people aren't going back to. Oh, I heard about that movie. You know what I mean? The other problem is it's you can't watch this movie cut up on Comedy Central. No, you like have that. to watch it fully because it is a rated yeah. R movie just because of the jokes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And every other word is the f word, <laughs> which is nothing wrong with that. Uh, but no, but. I think that holds people back from being able to discover it just mm-hmm. while flipping through the channels. Yeah. And nowadays, again, you don't flip through channels. True. This was the 16th highest grossing movie of 1992. I believe A little it. fun fact there. Well, this is also kind of the height of like Boys in the Hood, um, House Party. Well, this Boys is in the Hood, of, 91? I believe so. Yeah. So this is kind of when like Boys in the Hood and, and House Party and stuff like that, where you actually kind of got, I mean, I know this is a white director and writer, but. Well, that's about the thing. It's about characters. These, these characters playing themselves. They're not trying to be. It's authentic, I guess, a little bit more authentic. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just about people that are around these courts all the time, and I think it's about people who you know live in this world, right? Live in this life of it. You know, you never really you, all you know is everything that's surrounding the basketball. You right. don't know anything that's surrounding their outside lives, with the exception of Sydney and Billy. Maybe you know, like his buddy's a security guard and a lot of Jeopardy, so that's why he gets. You know, she's able to get on there. But right. you know anything else? But any other characters? So you don't. You know what I mean? It's just around the basketball court. So you don't really it, want to. No, no, I get that. I'm that saying it's not that kind of movie, right? Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. No, it's not that kind of movie. So that's no. why I find the break-in <laughs> stuff 
a little like late in the game to add that kind of dramatic. Uh, that's element. that break in is just this them it's losing. Story, it's it's to it's, give yeah. it's to push Sydney to go to Billy to get them to lose or to go to get those old guys. Right. Right. That's all that that's for. But yeah, did you know but did you know that your mama's so dumb she went to the eye doctor to get an iPhone? All right, Butler, why don't you uh why don't you let everyone know where they can find us? Where can they find us? Oh well, they've already I'll found keep us. going with your mama jokes. <laughs> they have found us. But- your mama's so classless she's a Marxist utopia. <laughs> <laughs> Again, apologies, Mrs. Butler. This is not about you. <laughs> You can find us on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. You can also find us on the social medias at Forgotten Cinema Pod or Forgotten Cinema, depending on where you go. Uh, we post every day of the week. We post fun commercials every Thursday. I can't wait for you guys to see how I can't do any basketball stuff at all. I'm oh, sure is that, that's that what the, the, the commercial is going to be? I, that's why we were I figured the commercial this. would just be us doing your mama jokes, but all right. Oh, that's fine. I thought we were waiting to do this when it's warmer so that I can uh, show how I suck at basketball. I could just show them the video we did. A long time ago, it did not take. I was oh, yeah. supposed to not shoot, and it. We can I, play I hoops. Really well. I, could, I, I don't mind. I don't mind showing you what's what. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking dunking on me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't help that you're twice the size of me. Oh, stop complaining. <laughs> God, Butler, your mom is so stupid. When I said drinks in the house, she got a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's where you can find us. I, I don't remember where I left off. <laughs> <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> Your mom is so stupid, it took her two hours to watch 60 Minutes. <laughs> so dumb. Again, Mrs. Butler, I apologize. It's not about you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm done with your mama jokes, although I can keep going. I can keep going, Butler, but I won't. She's out. She's out. She's out. Don't start. When do you want me to bring her back? <laughs> Why are you talking about your mom like that? That's gross. Again, this is not about you, Mrs. Butler. This is just about making fun of Butler. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. I got to tell everyone what they can watch next oh, week. Oh, yeah. You didn't remember your part? Oh, I didn't remember my part? <laughs> what is that about? I got to find the ear of this thing. <laughs> I forgot to write it down. What are we watching? I'm going to tell you. All right. So we're only... <laughs> Join us next week. When the Yo Mama jokes will end. And we're going to jump two years ahead to 1994. We're going to watch the Michael J. Fox, Phil Hartman star, Greedy. Uh, Kirk Douglas is in that as well. We obviously just did Final Countdown. So, uh, yeah, actually, you've never seen this, right? No, I saw the... Tra- I What was that? I was on an IMDb page, linked to Greedy, watched the trailer. It, the trailer was hilarious. It's, it's, and I was like, how have I never seen this Gre- movie? I'm going to tell you, I think Greedy is a movie that's perfect for this podcast because it. it I can... T- I, I know you're going to like it. That's how it's, it's just <laughs> funny. It's so I hope, uh, and if you don't like it, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll bring, I'll bring back the entire time in the trailer. Yeah, so no. I think it's going to be good. Accidents happens. What do you say? I'm just saying accidents happen. They happen all the time. <laughs> I say that all the time. My buddy. All right. So that's next week. We're doing greedy. And actually that's the season finale of season eight. It is right. So then I don't know if that doesn't mean anything, but yeah, get your plugs ready. Oh, that's right. We, we, we plug our plug our stuff we did or we're doing, <laughs> but yeah, so that's next week. Greedy. I am Mike field. I am Mike Butler. And hold on. Wait a minute. hang on hang on hang on hang on i'm gonna find a good one okay and i'm mike field and your mama's so stupid she got hit by a parked car (laughs) you son of a bitch this has been forgotten cinema bye Come on, that's funny.